Hello and welcome to the Modern Age Christian Podcast. I am your host, Nick Dyson, and today, if you notice the title, we're going to be talking about some Greek philosophy. So I came across this in my Bible study, and it's something that I've read, but I've never really thought of, and I never really understood or researched it in depth, but it's something I've actually read about more so recently because it is very popular and common in the personal development, uh, self-discipline type of space. And I knew it had origins back into biblical times and uh, thereabouts, about 300 or 3rd century BC, but I never really understood or recognized that it's actually described in Acts. And when I got to thinking about it from a biblical perspective, I started to realize that this is actually coming into the church to some extent in some thinking. So I want to share some thoughts, share some examples, and discuss this philosophy and why it's actually dangerous or can be a bad thing for Christians. So in Acts 17 verse 18, this is Paul who is encountering and dealing with these Greek philosophers. The verse says, Then certain Epicurean and Stoic philosophers encountered him, Paul, and some said, What does this babbler want to say? Others said, He seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods, because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. So specifically, of these two groups, I'm going to be talking about the Stoics, or Stoicism. So Stoicism is something that has become more popular of late. And I know you're probably already thinking, okay, why do I care and why does this matter? But Stoicism has come back in modern thinking. There's some estimates that actually say that Stoicism is used as a term or a word or Stoic more now than at any point in history outside of its origins back the first few hundred or few hundred years BC and in the early first century AD. So this is a very common philosophy and mindset that people have. And I think it's something that we need to recognize, understand, and dive a little deeper into what is Stoicism and understanding its origins, what it is, and why I'm concerned about it in the modern church. So Stoicism is really founded on a couple of core beliefs or a couple core definitions. So I'm going to read those to you and then we can kind of discuss this. So Stoicism, these two beliefs that we have. First up, Stoicism is the belief or idea that the endurance of pain or hardship without the display of feelings and without complaint. Basically, you're just aloof or indifferent. That if something bad happens, something hurts, is painful, is problem, disappointing, whatever, you just accept it, you move on, and you don't let it bother you. You're very stone-faced, very cold to a lot of things. The second definition or description of Stoicism is it is a school of thought that virtue is the highest good and virtue is based on knowledge. The wise live in harmony with divine reason. Um, also, it's identified with fate and or providence and it is a governing nature. Um, and Basically, there's an indifference to different fortunes, pleasure, pain, and those types of things. So, while this as a mindset, the idea of not letting things bother you, being able to move on, not dwelling on the past, 
being able to focus on things that are important and not just letting your mind or your passions get disrupted by things not going according to plan, some of that is not a bad thing. Some of that can be a good thing. But I'm afraid this is entering into the church where we start to become aloof, cold, and indifferent towards problems and even people within the church. So I will go ahead and address this. Yes, God is sovereign. God is in control. God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing. Yes, Ephesians 1.11 says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to his purpose of him, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. God has all the hairs on our head numbers numbered. He provides for us. He takes care of us. He's all-knowing, all-powerful, etc. All of that is true. But I'm afraid with Stoicism, we start to become cold and indifferent. And here's what I mean by that. We can almost take the sovereignty of God and use it, and I'll say that we use it as a cop-out for a lot of situations that this is a concern, this is a problem, this is going on in our life or a friend's life or a church member's life, but God's in control, he's working his plan, and we just need to trust his plan. And what do we do? We don't encourage people. We don't help them with their problem or their situation. We don't pray for them. We just sit back and go, yeah, I know this loss, this difficulty, this trouble, this is bad, this is hurtful, and I know you're upset, and I know you're low, but God's working a plan. While, yes, that is true, we are becoming cold and indifferent to the needs of the other people. We essentially are just saying that any kind of prayer, any kind of encouragement, any kind of help or any kind of camaraderie between Christians was just not important. We're neglecting an entire portion of the Christian walk of life and Christian faith. Think about salvation. Jesus did all of the work of salvation. Salvation is a free gift to us. That is God's plan. That is God's will. He wants people to believe, accept, and trust in him. That's just an absolute truth. But in our faith and our walk with Christ, it is a relationship. We are supposed to take our needs to him, our concerns to him. We're supposed to trust him with what is on our mind, what is on our hearts. If we're sad, talk to God. If we're hurt, talk to God. If we have a need in our life, pray and ask God for help. We can pray and ask for deliverance. We can pray and ask for encouragement. Fellow believers, we can tell them what's going on and trust them to encourage us, lift us up, and help us press on in life. But if you adopt the philosophy of Stoicism or become a Stoic, then you start to look at it and say, well, this is bad. It's outside of my control, so I'm just not going to worry about it. And you just let everything go. You let it brush off, and you become very stone-faced and cold. Now, where this comes up in personal development, and I've read a couple books on Stoicism. It was something I thought was an interesting philosophy. I wanted to know more about it. I've read a couple books, listened to an audiobook, I've listened to some podcasts, read some different things online just because I was curious. And one of the things that bothered me in it is, yes, for self-discipline, peace of mind, not just dwelling on the past, I can see how that's beneficial. I can see how that helps somebody with self-discipline or not letting maybe 
insecurities or difficulties of the past bother them. But when it starts to mix with Christian faith, I've got a problem with that. And for me, I read Stoicism, thought it was interesting, thought a couple of the ideas were interesting thoughts, but they didn't really apply to me as a Christian. Why is that? Because when I have a problem, I don't want to just bury it in the sand and pretend it doesn't happen. I want to take it to God who can resolve the problem. If I'm low mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I can go to God in prayer or I can go to fellow Christians and let them know what is going on. They can encourage me. They can help me. God can send a word my way or maybe put somebody in my life to encourage me and lift me up. If I just bury my emotions, bury the struggles, bury those thoughts and ignore them, God can't really help me because I'm not asking him to. He could send something or send me some encouragement, but in a lot of ways, I'm not allowing him to. I'm kind of restricting him or putting him aside and saying, God, I don't want your help. I can just bury my own emotions and my own problems and I can deal with it myself. And that's the problem with stoicism is you start to become very self-focused, very man-focused. So here's an example of, of where I see this coming up in theology. And you may disagree with me. You may have differing opinions. But this is something that I see and I believe is a problem. In the theology or the teachings of Calvinism, most people see Calvinism and they instantly think, and if I said that, you probably are thinking, predestination in regards to salvation, that people choose or God chooses who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. And that is where your mindset goes. That is what everybody stereotypes and thinks within Calvinism. Now, some tenets of Calvinism as a broad perspective actually make a lot of sense. One of the key things actually taught in Calvinism is not predestination. That is an element in the modern theological terms, and I disagree with that. I believe man has a choice in the matter. But I will include that one of the doctrines or teachings of Calvinism is God's overarching sovereignty, that God is in control of everything, God orchestrates everything, and God is sovereign in all. I believe that's true. I believe God is sovereign in all. I believe God is orchestrating and working things out and is in control of all things. But at the same time, we are given through Jesus access to the Father. And if we look at it and sit back and say, well, God's in control of everything. God's just going to do what God is going to do. And we just have to trust him unconditionally. And, you know, any of our needs, our problems, they're not important. We just need to trust God that whatever happens is going to be the best for us. We're kind of neglecting some scripture here. So here's some examples. Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Okay, here's another verse for you. James 5, 16. Confess your trespasses one to another, fellow believers, people, and pray for one another. Taking it to God, praying that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The Bible teaches and tells us, take things to God in prayer. Trust God with our needs. Trust God with what is bothering us. Take them to God and tell him about it. Let him help us. 
ask him for help. Ask him for what we need in our life because he is our heavenly father. He wants to provide. He's all powerful, all knowing. He knows what we have need of. Maybe he's waiting for us to ask so that we know we can approach him and ask and then he can provide and we worship and praise him for it. Again, in the teaching of Calvinism, and I see Stoicism kind of having some similarities when it's blended with faith, is the idea that everything that is happening, going to happen, ever will happen, is essentially already outlined, that God has a reason and a purpose for everything, and I do believe that God does. But there are things that I believe can change. I believe if there is a problem in your life, something you are struggling with, God has a plan and things are going to happen in a certain order. But if you pray and ask God for deliverance or help or encouragement or something to help you weather the storm, you could go through that situation a whole lot happier. You could have a better testimony coming out of that situation. Maybe it's something that has entered your life and you pray and God just takes it away completely. But if you never ask, it's kind of a different path. And maybe that doesn't go away. I don't know what the case may be. I'm not all-knowing. I don't know what the future holds. None of us do. None of us can see and know the future in its entirety and know what is going to happen. God does. But I believe there are variations. The same that man has a choice in salvation. God knows who is going to accept or not, but he allows us that choice. I believe in the same way he allows us the freedom of choice in do we take our needs, our desires, things that are bothering us to him, or do we not? And I believe if you start to mix stoicism in with faith, you start to neglect that relationship with God. You don't think take things to him and trust him with the needs and desires of your heart. Instead, you want to bury them in yourself, take them in upon yourself, and just handle it. And that is not healthy mentally, that is not healthy spiritually, and that is not good for us as Christians. So my question is this, when you have something come up in your life and you are dealing with struggles, difficulties of life, do you take them to God? Do you tell other believers looking for encouragement or help from them in dealing with the situation, allowing them to pray for you, you to pray about the situation, or do you just try to bury it? You try to take the emotions and say, that's childish, I shouldn't be emotional about this, I'm gonna bury it and it's just gonna be gone. Because if we take things to God, we're trusting scripture and we're trusting God. We're trusting him and what he can do, provide and give to us. If we don't take them to God, I equate that to not trusting God, that we're not taking our needs before him. And in turn, we're starting to fall into some of the philosophy of stoicism. We're starting to say that we as people can bury our emotions, bury our desires, bury what frustrates us, bury what makes us angry, we can just handle it all on our own, and we don't need God. That's a problem. So, when looking at Stoicism and comparing and considering what Stoicism means for a modern Christian or a modern church, I think it's very hazardous and very dangerous. These Stoics, they were philosophers. Stoics are generally considered very smart, very disciplined people. But Paul had to address it and deal with these people because they looked at him and thought he was just some crazy person. They didn't want to hear about Jesus. They thought they could handle their problems, their needs on their own. 
But Paul knew that they needed a Savior. They needed Christ. They needed a relationship with God in a way that they had never seen before. And I think that's important for us to realize is that any philosophy, Greek philosophy, Roman philosophy, any historic philosophy that you want to come from, there may be good elements or good ideas we can glean from those. But ultimately, we just need Christ. We need more of Bible, Scripture, good, sound teaching, and relying on God and referring back to the Bible for our needs. I think that has far more answers than Stoicism or any other philosophy we can come up with. So, I hope in, in discussing this idea of Stoicism and talking about some of the things that Stoics see and how this can start to come into the Christian church and how that can start to play a role in people's faith or their, their philosophies about their Christian faith, how this can be hazardous. So if you enjoyed this episode, you enjoy this type of content, please like, subscribe, follow along. Let me know that you enjoy this. Let me know if there's other topics or other things in this nature that you want me to discuss, and I'd be happy to include them in upcoming episodes. I would like to hear from you and get some feedback. If you are listening on a podcast player where you can like the content or give us a rating, please do. That really helps us out. Share this podcast out. Put it out on social media. Help us spread the word so people can come and learn some issues that the modern church is dealing with and why is it it is important even if you don't realize it. Again, if you enjoy this podcast in an audio form, you can also check us out on YouTube. You can find The Modern Age Christian on YouTube. And you can watch me actually talk and sometimes read my notes, but would love to have you on the YouTube channel. That's going to be a way that I reach a lot more people, actually. There's more people listening on YouTube than on the podcast audio, so definitely check us out there if that is your thing or something you're interested in. And follow along. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on your podcast player. And I hope you join me again for future episodes. And I'm your host, Nick Dyson, and this has been the Modern Age Christian podcast.